Ninja. Well, the situation is at the moment that the volcano is moderating, so the amount of ash and the height of the plume is decreasing steadily, which is very good news. Um, we've over the UK at the moment, we've got high concentrations of ash over Glasgow and Edinburgh, so that is curtailing uh, aircraft operations there. But we expect that by late tonight, early tomorrow morning, that will be cleared and uh, normal operations should have resumed across the UK. Of course, there is still a risk that there will be some disruption and delays uh, through the remainder of the week because of higher level ash where aircraft are perhaps having to divert around it and therefore introducing slight travel delays. Hi everyone, so you've just been listening to former uh, UK Transport Secretary Philip Hammond back in 2011 um, in the aftermath of a large Icelandic volcanic eruption this is the Icelandic volcano that um, hardly anybody can pronounce unless they're Icelandic. Now, my best sources tell me that it's pronounced Eyjafjallajökull. Um, I might have might have that wrong, so if you're Icelandic, please do let me know. But um, Philip Hammond there in the extract was was speaking in the in the aftermath of the volcanic eruption, and also after about five hundred flights had been cancelled in Europe and across the North Atlantic because it was judged too dangerous to fly because of all the uh, volcanic ash particles that had been um, injected into the atmosphere that were thought to cause a real threat to um, to jet engines. So today's uh, podcast, we're, we're, we've titled it Climate Change Ice and Volcanoes, and we're looking here at the link between those three things, particularly centred on Iceland. And I was really thinking this could be one of those geographical stories you could easily have missed. Uh, this was in the New Scientist magazine in 2015, and it's been in, in a few other publications, um, other related research, uh, 2016, 2017, and so on. It's in a few geography textbooks in the UK but it's actually a really interesting story and to try and make those links between what's happening in terms of climate change um, as in ice melting particularly particularly glaciers or glaciers um, melting in places like Iceland and how that is linked to volcanic activity because we know that Iceland is one of those parts of the earth's surface that is extremely uh, volatile in terms of uh, volcanic activity. Um, <clears throat> for those of you who know a little bit about this, uh, Iceland actually sits right across what's called the Mid-Atlantic Ridge and this is, this is the, the, the part on the Earth's surface that really separates uh, Europe uh, in, in the east from North America in the west. It's on what's called a, a tectonic plate boundary. And actually what's happening at that point is the plates are being pulled apart. Um, the North America and Europe by um, a centimetre or so are getting further and further away every year. But that's, that's, a, that's another issue. That's maybe for another podcast. What we're really focusing on here is why melting glaciers could lead to more volcanic activity. So there's a whole load of different research uh, that all, all seems to be heading in the same direction related to this. So 
the, it's generally accepted that at the end of the last ice age, about 12,000 years ago, volcanic activity on Iceland was much, much more um, than it is today. In fact, um, Bill Maguire at uh, UCL has suggested it was up to about 50 times greater um, at the end of the last ice age. So, you know, why is that and why now might people from, uh, might researchers from University of Arizona, University of Oxford, be coming up with these conclusions to say that where uh, Iceland's biggest glaciers have been melting, they've been decreasing in size, you've actually got um, more chance of volcanic activity as the ground surface is rising up. So after the ice has melted, the ice has, has disappeared, the glaciers have got smaller, you've got um, a change in the ground surface. Now, geographers call this um, this idea um, isostatic, isostatic uplift. Um, and it's where, uh, there's, there's lots of examples of this all around um, in the Northern Hemisphere. Once ice has uh, been removed from a landscape uh, by melting, um, you've got various landforms that sort of rise up as a result of all of that weight being being lifted off the surface of the ice. It's a fact. And this thinking is actually reinforced by more research that's been done by the University of Oxford and this was looking at um, what happened during the Earth's ice ages where you had huge volcanic eruptions, submarine eruptions, so these were in the southern ocean, um, and there were more of these during the ice age. So what, you know, what is the reason for that? Um, well, it's the same type of reason. It's this idea of pressure um, by water on top of the Earth's crust. So as with um, Iceland, where you've got glaciers, which are sort of pinning down, pressurising the Earth's surface, um, and then when they melt, they're, they're releasing the rock to allow volcanic activity to happen. In the oceans during the Ice Age, ocean level reduces, ocean level goes down because more of that ice is locked up, or more of that water is locked up as ice, rather, um, in huge ice sheets. So what you've got in the Ice Age is the, the level of water in the oceans is lower, uh, which allows for reduced pressure on the seabed. So magma is able to escape. So what you end up with as a result are submarine eruptions. Okay, so based on the Iceland magazine website back in 2015, uh, they were referring to a um, research that was carried out by uh, the University of Iceland in conjunction with the University of uh, Arizona. And this um, was based on a paper called Climate Driven Vertical Acceleration of Icelandic Crust Measured by CGPS Geodesy. Now, um, well, we don't have to worry too much about all that. But however, uh, what it said was... Um, Iceland is losing glaciers, it's losing ice in glaciers to the rate of around 11 billion tonnes of ice per year. That's a net loss of ice per year to Iceland's glaciers. So they're definitely shrinking based on this research. And as a result of that ice loss, you've got not, not only have you got um, global sea levels 
potentially increasing because that's extra water that's been added to the uh, the North Atlantic Ocean. But you've also got this, um, this rise of land, this isostatic rebound or uplift that we mentioned earlier. Now, the, re the research itself, it was based on 62 GPS sensors uh, all across Iceland. And it was really to try and answer the questions about, you know, how does the land surface respond to glacial melting caused by climate change? And the outcome of that research um, found that parts of Iceland are rising by somewhere, something in the region of 35 millimetres per year. That's about 1.4 inches um, every year. And as a result of that, this is not all across Iceland, but it's particularly on those places that have have got um, that have got glaciers that are, that are shrinking, and as a result of that, their their conclusions are that we we might expect a volcanic eruption on the scale of the Aya um, Fjalla Jökull about every seven years. So um, that is maybe worrying, particularly when you you look at some of the research done by the British Geological Survey, which has looked at some of the potential impacts of really um, large volcanic eruptions in Iceland and how that doesn't just affect Iceland, it affects other places as well. And they refer to the 1783 eruption of the Skaft uh, Tarreldar uh, volcano. And this is, uh, it, it erupted for eight months in 1783 um, and the ash cloud fallout was so large that in in Britain, 1783 summer was known as the Sand Summer. And this is as a result of, of the massive ash fall, um, much of which landed on the, the surface of, of mainland Britain. Um, in Iceland, apparently 25% of the whole population died uh, as a result of famine and fluoride poisoning as a result of that volcanic eruption. Ooh, that's quite interesting. And so we might be wondering, you know, where does this all end? So we've got we've got climate change going on. We know that that's affecting where water is on the surface of the planet. You know, is it locked up in ice? Well, with climate change, you're more likely to see a big reduction in in ice on the land surface. And when that happens, this research, which seems to be um, reinforce the fact that it's coming from multiple different um, specialist university departments suggesting that we're going to get more volcanic eruptions as a result of the, the disappearance of these glaciers, places like Iceland. Um, you know, how is that going to um, affect, uh, affect us in, in the future? We get more volcanic eruptions, we get more disruption. Um, so back in, in um, 2010, we had the uh, huge uh, travel disruption um, as a result of the ash cloud from Iceland. Are we going to get more more like that? Are we are we going to get uh, you know are we going to get global cooling as a result of volcanic eruptions? Because that certainly happened uh, following the nineteen ninety one eruption of Mount Pinatubo in the Philippines. It actually put our global uh, average temperatures down. For, for something like about six months. So if we've, if we've got more uh, volcanic eruptions, oh, we, could, could that be a result of it? I don't know. We, we're going to have to wait and see. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this one. Um, see you again. Bye-bye.